Welcome back to Baytown Engage. We have with us today a staple, a pillar, a mover and shaker in Baytown, Texas. Donna Molman, you are a former librarian. Correct. Education runs through and through. You are built for service. You've always served. And right now you are the community engagement coordinator. Community engagement specialist. Specialist. Yes. Sorry That's for okay. I'm giving you extra titles because I yeah, think you're right. amazing. Uh, for Lee College. <laughs> yes. And you do a lot for the community. And I want to talk about that and everything else that you do. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Erlene. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to tell uh, what I do for Lee College. I am the community engagement specialist. And so what that means for me and for the community is that I connect resources that we have at the college with our community. And it manifests itself in a variety of ways. We have our elementary college-bound campus program, which started at Drew Elementary in Crosby. ISD and that expanded to Highlands Elementary for Goose Creek ISD and some of the support things that we do for that program are to do things like our science ninja who goes and and gets kids excited about science at Drew Elementary. At Highlands Elementary we did a number of family nights provided resources for those families things like our finance department came and did a demonstration on how to make clay pots and the athletic department, the the volleyball team and basketball team welcomed students back to school one day. Nice. The physics department was doing STEM activities. And so so it's it's just finding ways that we can support parents, families, and our community. And get everyone engaged. Getting everyone engaged. On many levels. Not just sports, because, Correct. you know, we're in Texas. That's true. <laughs> and we sports, are in Texas. We're in Texas. But, you know, the STEM activities and Correct. getting everyone involved. Not just the kids, but the parents as well. That's really great. Right. It is. And one of the things that's been most satisfying for me is that we also connect our workforce development. Nice. Um, we have our nursing students come out and they're able, to, they did blood pressure checks and things like that. And then also presented information for parents who want to either update their skills or perhaps they want a certificate. And the idea behind that is to create a college going culture. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about, okay, you have to get a four year degree because that's, we have so many other things There's to offer There's so much there. you can do. You don't have to have a four year degree. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And so that's one way that I engage the community. Another is with the Free Little Libraries. Yes, let's talk about Free Little Libraries. <laughs> well, I'm so excited about it. That came about um, through Academic Beginnings for Children, which is a coalition of educators, civic, business, industry leaders in the community. And that came about through the United Way community impact work that was begun at least, I want to say, 20 years ago. And from that, Academic Beginnings for Children, the one of the co-chairs, Ann Kelly, who was a retired ExxonMobil engineer, had this dream to provide books for children who didn't have them. And so I did a little research and found out about book deserts and and book deserts in our community, but book deserts in general. And what that means is that in low socioeconomic areas, children have an average of three books. Mm, even an average at home three books at home at home at home whereas in your more affluent areas those children have an average of 30 books so the resources are unequally distributed and so her idea was to put books where kids were going to be you know hanging out whatever with their parents and so our first location was at the USA Washeteria down just off of Texas Avenue and and Alexander Drive yes and so we bought just a little two-shelf metal library, you know, a little bookcase like you got at uh, at Walmart. And we were very fortunate in that 
we were part of the Early Matters movement in Houston, and we had a couple of seats on the steering committee. And so the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation was having this big book drive, and so we were able to get our first batch of books from them. Nice. It was wonderful. And so we put the little free little library there at uh, the Washeteria, and it's it's been our most successful library. What I like about that is it's a location that's going to get used daily. <laughs> yes. And, you know, <laughs> at some point in time, we're all going to have to go to Washeteria. Doesn't matter. Myself. I went this month with my son and my because husband. Because when it breaks down at home, that's right. you have to, and it's a blessing to have that. <laughs> yes. But you see the kids running around. There's nothing for them to do. Right. Nothing. You know, you can only say, hey, let's play in full cold clothes for so long. <laughs> right. But that makes so much sense to have that there. And kids love to have the type of ownership. Like, oh, I can get something and bring yes. something back. So that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yes. So little libraries, I know you've been volunteering with them since 2017? Correct. 2017. That was before I came to work for Lee College. I was volunteering with Academic Beginnings for Children. Um, and that led to my part-time position at, the, at Lee College for the library. And then from there, the administration asked me to work part-time and continue some of the projects that we were already working on because right. Lee College became the anchor entity for Academic Beginnings for Children. And so then that's what, because I had those 20 hours a week or less than 20 hours a week, I could continue the literacy projects and build those relationships and make those connections with the community. And it's naturally who you are because you retired. Correct. You couldn't sit still. You're right. <laughs> like many, you couldn't sit still, but you still utilize what you truly enjoy doing, which was right. giving back and being a former librarian. You'll always be forever a librarian. Right, forever. You know the importance of reading yes. and cultivating that type of brain power. Correct. Because I think you said before, we're trying to get the kids up to a reading level by a certain age. Correct. We wanted to get children reading on grade level by grade three. And the reason grade three is so important is that students who, who can read on grade level by third grade go on to be literate citizens. Right. And, you know, our democracy is designed for a literate and educated citizenry. And what we know is that students who cannot read well or on grade level by third grade, their life expectancy, their life circumstances are not going to be as well as, as others. And there is research that shows that not being able to read well by third grade leads to a life of poverty and crime. And that, that that's heartbreaking to me in this country, the wealthiest country in the world, that we have those situations. So it feeds my soul to be able to right. take the books around and get them in kids' hands because I do know having access to books makes all the difference in the world. And it's a confidence builder when kids, because I think it's when you start reading a lot in class and none of us loved it. Yes. We didn't like it at all. And if you know, and the ch- children know when they're struggling. Sure. And you just don't feel confident that I can do what everyone else in my classroom is doing. So you right. shrivel, you get kind of inclusive and you stay to yourself. And I think it's a great idea because I've seen, I know when I was in third grade, I remember way back when. Right. And just stumbling on one word and how right. I felt devastated. Yes. But going back home and having my mom help me right. go through those words with watching Channel 8 and <laughs> looking at different things. <laughs> Exactly. Putting my finger on the PBS. word and right. reading with my family. And it's really great to have those books so the parents can read with their kids and it builds their confidence. Right. So Definitely. you started with one. Right. We started with one. We have how many now? Well, we delivered our 14th library right before Christmas mm-hmm. out at Rosemont Apartment Complex because we not only have locations in businesses like the Washateria, but also Sabor, the little ice cream shop right nice. down the street. Nice. I know. <laughs> one, of my, one of my 
favorite places to deliver because you're mm, getting ice cream as well. Yeah, sometimes. Let's just yeah, be honest. <laughs> that's right. Sometimes, yes. But we have a lot of them in apartment complex management offices, and those. The last one we set up was uh, number fourteen, and those bookcases were built by our Huntsville students, nice cabinetry students, and they are gorgeous. And so they hold a lot more books than just the little two shelf that we have at some of our other businesses. How many are they holding? Uh, I can put up to five hundred books. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. So it's truly a satellite location, and so uh, for the library. And what is so nice about that is that we've developed a pipeline, if you will, to recycle books. And so, you know, I know Sterling Municipal Library has been so generous with the book donations that, you know, books that are discarded here, they set them aside for me. I come pick them up. We have a number of patrons who are big library supporters who come by and buy the books that you have for sale here and and bring them to me. We have community members who will go and and take books to certain locations, which is really a, a nice thing. Our apartment complex, free little libraries, really are designed for the residents and their guests. Right. The ones that we have out in the public, of course, you know, we want the public to come and, mm-hmm. and, and take a look and, and get those books. We have a club on campus called Teachers to Be, and those are our education and early childhood educators. And those students created a, a bookcase. It's, it's a three-shelf bookcase, and they painted it, and it's just, it's just so cute. And that one is actually at another apartment complex on Baker Road. And they had, the students had a book drive a couple of springs ago on campus and collected a lot of books. So when we have books that are donated or collected like through book drives and things, they have to be sorted and curated because right. some books are loved so much. <laughs> um, yeah. I you know, know what you mean. They are just thoroughly loved. Thoroughly loved. Yes. And so, you know, we use those for art projects. Absolutely. I don't put anything out in our libraries that I would not have in my own home to be respectful. And, and everything gets used in some Everything way, gets used in some way. If you donate it, we're going to find a way to use the book. Correct. So yes, that's want, right. <laughs> so <laughs> when it comes to little libraries, how can we find out where other libraries are located? Great question. And I'm so excited about this because right in, in December, I met a person at Goose Creek, CISD, and she was interested. She wanted to know, you know, the, see the map and where all of the locations were. And she's not from Baytown. So I took a Goose Creek map and, you know, put little dots on it for the ones that Lee College supports, the 14 libraries. But then I also added the ones that United Way right. has built because, and I don't know the exact number that United Way has built because I know that, that they built some initially in 2017 and then I know they've built some since then. So Lori Rumfield is the oh, okay. person who manages that for well, um, United Way. Woman. And we, we partner on a, a number of those. But then I also was able to add some schools, wrote grants, and they have their little free libraries oh, outside. Nice. Yes, and, and they vary from, you know, the, the small, looks like, like a birdhouse. I've, I've to seen me. those. Yeah, I've seen okay. those, yeah. To the one outside San Jacinto Elementary is, I mean, it's it's huge. It, it probably holds 300 books. Wow. I, I I was just astounded when the principal called me about, look, she she needed more books. So right. I said, I can hook you up. So <laughs> I, I have a source. Right. Anyway, so, so what Jennifer did was she put the little icons on, superimposed it on a Goose Creek map. And then she, because I don't have these kind of skills, technical skills, <laughs> she, she went back and hotlinked those icons so that when you click on it, the Google map pops up. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, how yeah. cool is that? I love technology too. Yeah, it's like, you can do that? Thank I, you. I know, really. <laughs> yeah. Made definitely. my life easy for me. Yes, yes. Exactly. But, you know, we not only have children's books in these libraries, we also have books for teens and adults. 
adults. Because so everyone's being served. Exactly. Everyone, everyone is being served. being served. And it's not just fiction. We have a lot of nonfiction in our libraries. And so there is something for everyone. And if you can't find it out there in the libraries, of course, they can always come to, they can come to Sterling, Sterling Municipal Library, library yes, and come see yes. because because we have the best library in Texas. I and mean, I yes. think in probably in the United States. And I see a lot of libraries when I travel. And I will get you extra points for that. Thank you Woo-hoo. very much. All but right. no, what I think what's really lovely about this as well, we're unique in Baytown because we only have one library. Right. And we're a little far for some people. Right. And buses are new for us. If you think about how long we've had buses. Yeah, we've only new. had buses a short amount a of time. A short amount of time. Right. So the access is different. And right. many kids only have access to a library during the school year. Correct. And they want to hold on to the book. They want to read a little bit longer. Right. So putting these little libraries everywhere where kids are going with their parents, if it's a, to the apartment office, to the laundry right. room, yeah. I'm walking out of school, I'm going to grab it from here. Right. It's a great way to get kids reading and help feel, build that confidence. Absolutely. Exactly. And one of the things I love so much about my job <laughs> is when I go around and refill the libraries because I typically, of course, 2020 was a, an interesting year interesting, and we can, year. you know, I can talk a little bit about that in a minute. But typically, I would go every three months and take books and, and uh, you know, and so that helps me build a relationship with the with either the business owner mm-hmm. or the apartment complex manager or whatever. And oftentimes they'll ask me for resources for their residents. And so I provide those. But it's also fun for me to hear the stories of how the libraries are making a difference. And the apartment managers will tell me about a child that came in and, and they ha- they tell special stories. And the one that we have out at Best Western Executive, I can't think of the exact name of the, of the hotel, but it's right there next to Goose Creek Admin Building. And I went back, it was right after COVID and the um, shutdown, and the person at the front desk said how impactful it was and how much the children and the parents appreciated it. And she even, and she was just going on telling her story. I said, oh, could you say that again and let me film that? <laughs> and she said, yes. Yeah. And and so I recorded her as a testimony to take back to the college administration to let them know we are making a difference. You know, oftentimes we don't get that feedback. Yeah, and so true. being able to share that with the administration at the, at the college, it made a difference and made them want to find other ways that we can support that. And we had a, a huge donation of books at right after Christmas. Or do, yes, it was. In fact, she called me Christmas Day, and I thought, oh, Santa came again. Yes, yes. An administrator here in Goose Creek, and she was having new floors put in, and her, her only child is, you know, in his 30s. And she said, I have I have a few boxes of books for you. And I said, oh, great, you know, how many? Because typically when people say, I have a box of books for you or something, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a small box. You know, right. it's like you get from Amazon or something. Welcome to our world. How, how many boxes? <laughs> yes, I know. So, so I asked, I said, so how many boxes? And she said, 16. And I said, okay. <laughs> 16. Um, what size boxes? <laughs> and she said, well, they're they're bigger than the banker's boxes. Oh. I said, oh, <laughs> uh, I'll need to create a little space in my garage. Give me a couple of days. So we have this huge donation of books. And on Monday, our maintenance department came and picked them up from my garage and right. took them to store there at Lee College in our student center. And the Rotaract Club is going to help sort them and oh, get them prepared. Good. 
for our next location because we we've already identified number 15 uh, which will be at an apartment complex in Highlands Elementary I mean at Highlands to serve uh, that population and and then we hope to have a free library on campus also that'd be great that'd be great so we're looking forward to that so you're pretty much you're doing a lot of this and you have lots of help I really do now you know initially it was me and I had some help in the beginning but then Harvey hit I mean we we literally (laughs) delivered two and Harvey hit so that really and then you had COVID hit that shuts down a lot and that shut down even more and so I'm so fortunate now that I am in the outreach department there at Lake College and so I have a team and they are very helpful in ways of you know either organizing the books or helping me helping me haul the books in and out of my car (laughs) a whole other big job by itself exactly exactly but and, and they have taken you know books like on their way home because you know like the ones out at Highlands I'm not going out there no. you know on my way home so no. they would take books on the way home or wherever you know so that's that's really been a big help and I've been really Good. excited about that Good. I know with everything with Harvey sh- making things slow down and now with 2020 with you know COVID which right. really slows down just the right. movement of people and just staying safe right how often when life was normal whatever that <laughs> whatever that means right. how often did you get a chance to really just go and travel all 14 right. and fill up the books. How often did you get a chance to do that? It was on my schedule to go every three months. Okay. What I found that, you know, is because this this built out over a period of, you know, three four years. Initially, you know, it didn't take very long to do the run. When you're up to 14, it takes the better part of a day. And I am so fortunate to have this part-time position there at Lee College. But when you do the run, it takes the better part of a day. Better part of a day. I I will usually, because uh, especially the businesses and the apartment complex management offices, those those don't open usually till nine or so. So I do a few hours before lunch and then take lunch. And so I try to, you know, be close to one of... Right. Like coordinate it perfectly. Right. Yes, I Right. I have it I have it all planned out and then have lunch and maybe a little ice cream and then <laughs> do the second half, right. you know, after after lunch. But that's kinda how it, it normally works. You know, last year it was difficult to engage the community when none of us could, could engage anywhere. That's true. That's and true. so we took a little break and took some time and brainstormed and tried to, you know, okay, so how can we connect? And so this fall we've we've come up with a number of ideas that, that we're going to roll out, a few of them this spring and then a more impactful work in the summer and then in the fall we're hoping to be able to roll out even more so we have some ideas of being able to connect with the community and the literacy this year awesome so if we want to donate books we can email you and I'll make sure the information in the description if we wanted to help volunteers that possible as well yes certainly they can just email me there at Lee College and you know I connect people with if if they're donating books or if they'd like to take ownership of a particular library and keep that one stock you know I'm so proud of the fact that we had in our community more than 11,700 books in our community since March of 2017. And we not only, as Lee College, working for Lee College, we have a number of ISDs in our service area. And one of the things that we were so excited about, we actually were able to put one of the free little libraries uh, that was built by our Huntsville cabinetry students there in Liberty County at our Mother of Mercy Church there in Ames. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that literacy 
literacy is the foundation of workforce development. And so we're able to, to do those things. And so, yes, if people will contact me through my email, which you're going to have I on the... I will definitely have okay. it in the description, yes. Great, great. <laughs> and then I'll see how, you know, how I can connect because that's what I do that's is do. connect resources at Lake College to our community. You keep us engaged. You keep us connected. You've been doing it for a very, very long time. Yes. Anything lastly you want to add? I do. I was able to present to Dr. Villanueva, our president, who, you know, came on board last January, one year ago today. Yes. Or not today, but this month. Yes. And we talked just briefly when she came on board, and she was very excited about the community engagement. She wanted to know more information about it. And then just a few weeks later, we were all sent home. So I finally had the opportunity to share with her what I do as the community engagement specialist. And when I was finished with my summary, she said, oh my goodness, you know, how do you do all you do? I know you, you know, you don't, you're part-time, you know, how, how, where, what is your source of fairy dust? And, and I laughed out loud and I said, well, thank you very much. I said, if I had to describe my source of fairy dust, it is, I am inspired by strong women, women who have a strong back and a soft front, women of courage. And that's my source of fairy dust. And I'm very fortunate uh, to have this position and get to do what feeds my soul and lifts my heart. Well, I want to say thank you so much for continuing to do what you're passionate about, the motivation I can truly acknowledge and recognize because I feel the same way on many things. And you truly work within your purpose and your passion. Yes. And I feel that so many more children are going to kids, teens, tweens, even adults. Right. With all these little (laughs) libraries that are servicing not just little kids, but everyone is going to make the community more engaged, more engaged within your family. And it's going to help those kids kids, you know, up their reading level and be more prepared for school. And thank you so much for volunteering and bringing it to Lee College like you have and helping everyone in United Way. We will contact you. We will donate books. Yes. All 18,000 boxes of books. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I I need to build a bigger boat. And I mean, get to it. Get to it. Thank you so much for sharing who you are and what you do with Baytown. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.